By the time Fridays rolled around, I was itching like poison ivy to get as far away as I could from Edgar P. Harney Elementary School. It was especially agonizing knowing Mama was parked right outside waiting to drive us straight to heaven on earth, Aunt May's house in Greensburg, Louisiana. Sometimes life travels a complicated route, as it did with Aunt May and our family. May was really a sort of adopted grandmother, but that information didn't get to my ears until I was older. I say adopted because my father, Emmett, was abandoned and discovered in a drainage canal at the age of two. He was taken to May so that she could raise him. What an extraordinary sign of fate's fierce power, considering that May was only fourteen years old at the time. Years later, this extraordinary soul helped save me, too. In Aunt May's presence, I could breathe deeply in the sanctuary of nature, the freedom of unconditional love, and the benevolence of God's embrace. Lucky for me, we went to Aunt May's a couple of weekends every month, and also during summer vacations. Emmett came along with us in the summer. Ordinarily, that would have meant living in anxiety and fear. But my father was a different kind of man when he was around May. Instead of boiling up in anger and violence, he was a placid lake. He would even brag about what a fine son I was and about our happy life in New Orleans. Never mind that he beat and belittled Mama and me all the time, that lies poured out of his mouth like fine grains of sand from a golden sieve. But Emmett wouldn't be joining us this weekend, and I just couldn't wait to be with Aunt May. Every few minutes I'd be checking the classroom's wall clock, tapping my pencil on the desk, or sliding my sneakers on the wood floor. When our principal finally ended the torture by ringing the copper dismissal bell, I joined the rush of fourth graders grabbing books and papers and breaking through the school's double doors to hit the sunshine. New Orleans summers are a hot and humid mess, and the thick air can feel like a heavy-handed slap against your face. Standing outside on the school steps, I'd take a minute to catch my breath and get my bearings. Once I'd hear the familiar honk of my mother's car horn, I'd fix my gaze through the sun's glare. There she was. Mama, in her 1969 powder-blue Cadillac Coupe de Ville, waving out the window. Sometimes I could see the weight of the world in her face. Today, though, Mama's radiating her thousand-watt smile, and her joy makes me feel carefree. Knowing she's happy, and my green suitcase with the metal snaps is packed for the weekend and locked in the trunk, means all is right with the world. When I reach the car, Mama leans over and swings open the passenger door. I slide in and settle down on the roomy, hot-as-a-radiator vinyl seat. She's wearing one of her usual outfits, jeans and a cotton floral blouse, her café au lait skin glistening in the heat. I'd watched her set her hair in rollers the night before, and now it's brushed forward in a push-do. Mama isn't flashy. She doesn't have to be. She never wears much makeup because she's a natural beauty. I always thought my four aunts were jealous because Mama's the sister that God gave knock-your-socks-off looks. She's the one turning heads. Ready to go? Did you pee, Junior? She asks, flashing another smile. Yes, ma'am, I say. I hadn't, 
but didn't want to take time before hitting the road. Mama doesn't waste another minute either. She turns the ignition key, guns the gas pedal, and we're off. We head out to I-10, then on to I-55, leaving New Orleans behind us. Once we are free from the city, she turns up the volume on the eight-track player in the dashboard and belts out the blues, singing along with ZZ Hill, Denise LaSalle, and Betty Wright. I don't join in, but quietly set the lyrics like an easy poem into my memory. I also know our route to Aunt May's by heart. We ride along a vast bridge called the Bonnie Carey Spillway that takes us across the murky waters of Lake Pontchartrain. I stretch my arm out the window and let the steamy breeze cup my palm. Even though I've never seen an ocean, I think this must be what one looks like. Water everywhere with no end in sight. Big waves sloshing back and forth. Mama, I say, spurred by a sudden sense of wariness. Just look at all that water. Yeah, baby, she says. Why don't it overflow and cover the bridge, Mama? Because, baby, God's got it in its banks. He's in control. He's in control of the water. He's in control of the sky and the birds and you and me. And God is good, baby, she says. God is good. Mama's words settled deep in my heart. God's got it in its banks. He's in control. My fear disappears like so much dust in the breeze. Now I can settle back in the vinyl seat, feel the warm wind and sunshine pressing against my skin, and simply watch the world unfold. 